The Way of Mastery, The Way of the Heart, Lesson One, The Way That Calls You Home. Now we begin. Beloved friends, I come forth to abide with you where you believe yourself to be. I come not for myself, but for you. I come not to teach you, but to love you until you choose from the depth within your own being to set aside every illusion you have ever given credence to and to remember the truth which alone is true. For indeed in that hour there is a transcendence of all that knows limitation. There is a transcendence of all that knows coming and going, birth and death. There is but the mind of Christ within which each of us as a spark of divine light, as a sunbeam to the sun, rests eternally in perfect communion and perfect communication always. The great secret is this is the state of your reality. In each and every moment, you abide in perfect communion with the whole of creation, since all things are but temporary modifications of the one fundamental energy that I have chosen to call the Christ mind, the offspring of the Father. Beloved friends, I come to you where you choose to be. And if you would choose to open that place within the heart and within the mind in which you can communicate with me directly, I will meet you there as well. What is important then, by way of beginning, is to consider this simple fact. Your experience is always the effect of where you choose to focus the attention of your consciousness, itself being unlimited forever, embracing all the many dimensions of creation. You abide in that which embraces all things in all ways and at all times. In truth, you do not know separation, birth or death, gain or loss. As you focus your attention on reading these words, recognize how you, as an infinite being, have deliberately chosen to participate in a form of experience. You will read words that carry certain meanings for each of you, and you each will colour that meaning according to the perceptions that you have chosen to place value upon. Does this mean that some are ahead and some behind? It only seems that way. In reality, each of you is equal. Each of you chooses from your infinite freedom to attract to yourself certain vibrational frequencies, certain forms or qualities of experience. That freedom is what you abide in always, from before the foundations of this world and long after this world ceases to be. In each and every moment, you cannot be the victim of what you see and nothing is outside of you. What you experience, you have directly and deliberately called to yourself. If you hold the thought, I do not like what I have called to myself, that is perfectly fine. 
For you have called to yourself the experience of being in judgment of yourself. Merely look with the wonder of a child and see what it feels like and ask yourself, is this an energy I wish to continue in or would I choose something else? For ultimately, when all possible choices within the dream of separation have been made, have been tasted, have been felt and have been known, finally, there emerges the still, quiet voice of spirit that speaks through the soul, whispering of the one truth, the one reality, the one love, the one peace and the one bliss that is continual. Then the soul begins to turn from the things of this created world. It begins to withdraw its attention from its attachments to all of the things it has called to itself. It begins to transcend its sense of identification with the vibrational frequencies it had only meant to play with and then took seriously. It is seriousness within the mind that is the creation of ego. And it is great seriousness that holds the vibrations of what you would no longer choose to experience within the field of your being, within the field of your soul. As you as the soul, the individual divine spark, begin to choose to withdraw the attention and the value you have placed upon all things as you learn to simplify the nature of your own consciousness, as you realize that you can surrender into something that seems beyond you and that you can entertain the insane thought of trusting the invisible, you come more and more to be less and less. As you become less and less of what you thought you were, conversely, you become more and more of what your father created you to be. The thought of perfect love in form, a channel, a simple vehicle through which the love of spirit can shine forth. Your only task becomes the cleaning of your windows, the polishing of your floors and the weeding of your garden so that the light can pour forth unimpeded. No longer will you find the need to defend perceptions you had identified within error. You will indeed know when you have come to that state of awakening. For you will be able to look upon all created things that you have ever experienced, all reactions you have ever held within the mind, all perceptions, all judgments, all desires that you have ever held for anyone or anything. And as they arise in your mind, they will not disturb your peace and you will smile you will see that within your consciousness has arisen all saintliness and all devilishness. You have been both saint and sinner and your happiness and your unhappiness have been merely an effect of where you chose to place your attention. 
Indeed, beloved friends, I come forth to meet you wherever you are because I have chosen to use the infinite power of consciousness given me of the Father as equally as it is given unto you to discover how deep delight can be when the mind is focused only on seeing from and seeing only the mind of Christ. I have, therefore, called to myself all multitude of experiences, even when I walked upon your beloved earth as a man, to challenge myself, to test myself, to condition myself to rise above, to transcend all possible experiences that could distract me from the remembrance of who I am. By the way, my crucifixion was simply the climax of my own direct choice to be challenged by the events of space and time so that I could cultivate within myself the ability to see from and to see only the perfect purity of the mind of Christ. The point I'm trying to make with you is that in each and every moment, what you are experiencing in the realm of your emotions and mind and the effects to a latter degree within the body are there because you, from your infinite freedom, have simply selected that experience to focus your attention on so that you can see what the effects are. The insanity does not come from having chosen to see something other than the mind of Christ. The insanity that you experience as your pain, your suffering, your seeking and your dramas comes only from your mistaken choice to become identified with what arises in the field of your awareness. You, therefore, lose sight of innocence, for all events are perfectly neutral, and you are free to see them any way you want. When a child is born, and many of you who are mothers know this, you can experience a depth of joy that is unspeakable. Likewise, you can also experience fear and contraction at the thought of having to be responsible for a child. When a loved one dies and you experience grief and suffering, rest assured, it is because you have chosen to contract your attention then all you can see is the loss of an animated body and thereby convince yourself that you have become separated from the loved one. I speak from experience that separation is an illusion. When death occurs in your plane, it is in that very moment you still have the power to choose to recognise that something has changed and to shift your attention to a different faculty that the body could never possibly contain. One in which you perceive and hear and communicate with the spark of divine light, the soul, that seems to have given up the idea of trying to keep a physical form animated. This is imperative. In fact, 
It is the very first step in the way of the heart. The first step in awakening. The first step in awakening is to allow into the mind this axiom of truth. Nothing that you experience is caused by anything outside of you. You experience only the effects of your own choice. During the first part of this course, we will be building lesson by lesson on what I am choosing to call the way of the heart. It is the way unknown to the world. It is a way unknown to the many that would call themselves spiritual teachers. For it is not a way of resting on or becoming dependent on magical means. It is, rather, that pathway which cultivates within you the decision to turn your attention upon your own mind, upon your own behaviour, upon what is true and real for you moment to moment, to study it, to consider it, to feel it, to breathe the light of spirit through it, and to constantly retrain the mind so that it assumes complete responsibility in each moment. Why is this necessary? Because without it, there can be no peace. Without it, you cannot transcend the false identifications that you have chosen. You need to come to the point where you say to yourself, I have done this to myself. I did it. I must correct it. No one is to blame. The world is innocent. In the lessons that follow, we will be communicating with you more and more deeply the finer points of the way of the heart. For it is that way that was taught to me. It is that way that brings about the reversal of every thought you have ever had about anyone or anything. It is that way alone which allows you to pass back through the eye of the needle and to come to rest in the perfect peace from which you have sprung forth. The way of the heart is not the way of the intellect, for indeed that aspect of the mind was never designed to be your master. It was designed to be the humble and, if you will pardon the expression, very stupid servant of the awakened heart. The heart is that which feels all things, embraces all things, trusts all things and allows all things. The heart is that in which the soul rests eternally. The heart is that which is beyond space and time and is the spark of light in the mind of God which is called Christ. Only in that will you find the peace that you seek. You will discover that the pathway of awakening is not a pathway of avoidance, but a pathway of truthfulness. It is not a pathway of accomplishment and pride, but a pathway of releasing from the consciousness every hope, 
and every wish to be special, to see yourself as having made progress so that you can pound a fist upon the chest and spread the tail feathers. It is a transcendence of the hope of somehow getting God's attention so that he will look upon you and say, oh, you have been such a good person. Yes, we will allow you into the kingdom now. It is a way in which you will come to cultivate, regardless of your inner experience or degree of awakening, the willingness and the art of returning to the simplicity of empty-headedness and not-knowingness with each and every breath. It is a way of life in which all things and all events become an aspect of your meditation and your prayer until there is established once again within you the truth that is true always. Not my will, but thine be done. For of myself I do nothing, but the Father does all things through me. Imagine then a state of being in which you walk through this world, seemingly appearing like everyone else, and yet you are spacious within. You are empty within. In truth, you desire nothing, though you allow desire to move through you, and you recognize it as the voice of the Father guiding your personality, your emotions, and even the body to the places, events, people, and experiences through which the tapestry of the atonement, the at one is being woven, through which all of the children of God are called home again. You trust the complete flow of that, whether you are asked to give a speech in front of 10,000 people, or you are asked to tell a friend the truth of your feelings, or whether you are asked to sweep the streets and live penniless. For in truth, that mind that trusts the source of its creation allows all things, trusts all things, embraces all things, and transcends all things. Rest assured, whenever you feel frustration and anxiety, it is because you have decided not to trust the truth. And the truth is simply this. Only God's plan for salvation can work for you. Your way must always fail. For your way begins with the illusory and insane assumption that you are a separate being from the mind of God and must therefore direct your own course. For if you are sick and diseased and not at peace, why would you decide that you know how to create peace? It requires great humility to accept the first step of the path. I have done this. I must undo it. But I have no idea how I did this. Therefore, I must surrender to something else. I give you this thought and I would ask that you consider it well. What if the very life you are living 
and each and every experience that is coming to you now since the moment you decided I, I have got to awaken here was being directly sent to you of the Father because your Father knows what is necessary to unravel within your consciousness to allow you to awaken. What if the very things you are resisting are the very stepping stones to your homecoming? What if you achieved a maturity along this pathway in which you were finally willing to let things be just as they are? If it was necessary to sweep the streets, you simply took a deep breath and said, Father, you know the way home and began sweeping. And up into the mind comes the thought, oh my God, I won't be recognised. I won't stand out. People won't think I'm special if I'm just a street sweeper. Yet you recognise, aha, no wonder my father wants me to do this. I've got to flush this up so that I can look at it, disidentify from it and learn to be the presence of love in the sweeping of the street. In truth, I tell you the least among you, according to your perception, is already equal to the greatest. And there is none among you who is less than I am. The way of the heart begins by accepting the humility that you have created quite a mess within your consciousness. You have created a labyrinth and gotten lost within it. And you do not know the way back. It begins by accepting that of yourself, you can do nothing. For all you have managed to achieve is the creation of a whole lot of insane dramas that are occurring nowhere except the field of your own mind. They are like chimeras, like dreams. In truth, there is no difference between a waking state in which you would be the director of your life and the dreams you have when the body sleeps at night. They are both the same. I wish to direct you to peace, even that peace which forever transcends the understanding and comprehension of the world. I desire, because my Father desires it through me, to bring you wholly to where I am, that you might discover there is someone that got there ahead of you. And when you look closely, you will say, Ah, it's myself. I have always been there, but I forgot. In the end of all journeying, in the end of all purification, and indeed purification is still necessary, you'll discover that to awaken means to have journeyed nowhere. It means to have arrived at a goal that has never changed. Awakening is only remembrance. But it is a remembrance not just of the intellect. It is not an idea as you would understand ideas. It is an idea that vibrates through the field of your beingness so that even the cells of the body, 
while yet the body remains coalesced together in its present form, awaken and relax into the truth that is true always. If you were a gardener, would you not cultivate the art of weeding your garden? Would you not look to see that the soil is just the correct dampness? Would you not keep an eye on the clouds on the horizon and the heat of the day? Would you not cover the delicate plants that need protection while they grow strong? And if those that would come would not respect your garden, would you not ask them to leave or build a temporary fence until the garden is strong enough, until it bursts forth with enough fruit so that you can give it to even those who do not respect it? Be you therefore a wise gardener. Cultivate a deep love and respect for yourself. For you are not here to fix the world. You are not here to fix your brother or sister. It is only love that heals. And until you have loved yourself wholly by having purified the mind of every erroneous thought you have ever held, until you have loved yourself, you do not, in truth, love anyone or anything save in those brief moments when you let your guard down and the love of God shines forth through you so quickly you do not even know what happened. The wise gardener cultivates a state of consciousness in which the love of God is unimpeded. Beloved friends, those of you that have elected to answer a call to participate in this pathway with this family, if you would make your commitment to trusting your creator for having set before you a pathway that can lead you home, you will indeed arrive at home. But commitment means that you do not get to leave the room when the shouting begins. The shouting we are speaking of is the shouting within your own mind, within your own body, within your own emotions. It means that you will stay with these things by being honest about them and loving yourself for ever having the power to even create such insane perceptions of yourself and the world around you. The way of the heart is the final pathway that any soul can enter. There are many stages of awakening. There are many pathways that can be followed. But ultimately, all roads lead to Rome, as they say. Eventually, each soul must find its way into the way of the heart. Each soul must come back to the truth that it is time to take responsibility to learn to cultivate the ability to look upon the deep and vicious blackness of what I have called ego, which is nothing more than the cesspool of denial. It is that which lacks light. Begin to bring light back to it by simply observing your own mind, your own behaviour, and your own reactions with a sense of wonder, with a sense of innocence, and with a sense of childlikeness. 
For is it not written that you must again become a little child to enter the kingdom? The little child simply marvels at all that they see and says, well, how about that? Can you imagine looking upon the deepest, darkest parts of your own shadow, your own denials, and being able to say, oh, how about that? Remember that everything is neutral and all that arises within your consciousness has no effect upon the truth of your reality. The way of the heart is a way of cultivating the decision to become identified with the light that can shine away all darkness, not by fighting with it, but by recognizing it, embracing it as your own creation and choosing again. The way of the heart is the way that I teach. And now we begin a focused, in-depth study together that is that this way might become established within your holy mind. The way of the heart calls you home. Remember that the truth is true always. Is it not time, beloved friends, to truly step into ownership of your only reality? The way of the heart does not know the word avoidance. It does not know deception, manipulation or control. It does not know blame, although it watches these things arise as echoes of old patterns now outgrown. It learns to see them, to recognise them, like you might recognise certain kinds of clouds that pass through the sky and then learns to turn the attention of the mind that a new choice might be made. The way of the heart is the way that calls you home. And the call comes from that deep part of your soul that is still like unto the spirit, which abides as Christ in the holy mind of God. Trust then that you are as a sunbeam to the sun, Trust not the perceptions you have cultivated in error. You are not alone on the way that you journey, and you journey not apart from your brothers and sisters. This family cannot know separation, for once the call to awaken through this lineage has been acknowledged, though some bodies may not communicate in space and time, rest assured, communication remains and there is no way to avoid it. We begin now the way of the heart. It is time to step into the willingness to don the mantle of one committed to healing every obstacle to the presence of love that may yet remain secretly hidden in the depth of that part of your mind that would struggle to be separate from God and to remember that you are truly the light that can come to shine lovingly upon every aspect of darkness you have known. Along the pathway of this course, you are going to learn how to shake hands with the devil and to do a little jig with him and recognize his face to be your own.
When you can dance with the darkness that you have created, that darkness is transformed into an angel and light abides with light. We will be giving you certain meditations and certain energetic practices to help cultivate within you a quality of feeling that will allow you to recognize energies that do not serve you. These will be given in a way that transcends what your mind may choose to think of these energies so that you learn more and more to lead with the body, to lead with your feeling nature, not your intellect. Your intellect does not know anything except the trivialities that you have shoved into it, like garbage into a garbage can. The intellect can never bring the healing of the heart that is the atonement. It can be only utilised to argue against the insane perceptions you are used to, so that you might come to see that perhaps there is a greater good in giving up your insistence on treating the intellect as your God. Therefore, indeed, Beloved friends, dance, rejoice and play often. Let these lessons bring up within you everything unworthy of the mind of Christ, every thought of scarcity, every sense of unworthiness and every fear. Let them come up, look at them, embrace them, and transmute them through your own love of self and through your honesty. Accept where you are and do not pretend to be otherwise, for the wisest are always the humblest. Be you therefore, beloved friends, at peace in all things. For we, in what you would call a disembodied state, who are electing to participate with those of you who are asking to be helped through this pathway, delight in joining with you. We delight in loving you. We delight in waiting to, on you to welcome yourself home. I would ask that you close your eyes for just a moment. Take a deep breath into the body and let it go. As the breath leaves the body, hold the thought that there is nothing worth holding onto any longer that keeps your peace and happiness at arm's length. Become committed, fully committed to the experience of happiness even as you have become fully committed to unhappiness, limitation and lack. Give your creator full permission to sweep the basement clean. There really is not anything down there worth defending or protecting. It will come to pass that you will know the perfect peace of empty-headedness, not knowingness. You will know what it means to be relieved of time and to be comforted by what is eternal. Never once let yourself think that you are alone. It is nonsense for you to think that I am not with you. You have asked. I have responded.
We are in communication. That is the way it is. And that is the way it will be until the end of all illusion. Peace be unto you always. Amen.